PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with John, Nick, and myself here on Retirement Planning Redefined as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with the guys from PFG Private Wealth. And uh, this week, we're going to get into retirement expenses for which you might have forgotten to plan for, which certainly happens. So on this episode, we're going to discuss some practical tips and strategies to help you plan for these expenses and maybe secure a more comfortable retirement. Guys, what's going on? Nick, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. I got some friends coming into town next week and then family trickling in over the next month. So it's going to be a a hectic month. Yeah, that's not bad, though. That time of year. There you go. And spring is upon us, so that's always good. We're into March. So that's a good deal there. John, what's happening, buddy? How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Uh, you know, get getting there, getting uh getting a little stronger each uh each week. So excited about that. There you but go. Uh, feeling feeling pretty good. We just wrapped up our golf tournament, uh nonprofit charity golf tournament. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And um looking really good. It was a great time. Nick was out there helping me out because I couldn't lift anything heavy, but um, you know, it was a great uh great turnout and um it's uh, year three and looking forward to year four. So That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Always good to hear those success stories. So uh, let's share some things this week. Let's get into the podcast here a little bit and talk about some expenses that we might encounter in retirement. And maybe we plan for them. Maybe we haven't. Hopefully we have. But let's start with a big one, obviously, medical expenses. Uh, you know, this is, I mean, it, typically they outpace normal inflation a lot of times, right? It seems like medical is just constantly on the rise. So how do we address some of this stuff? Yeah, the um, what's actually been probably, at least most recently with uh, a bunch of our clients, the dental expenses have been pretty wild. Mm, um, okay. I know my parents have, have kind of run into this too. You know, it, it seems like once you get kind of into your 60s, it's, you know, almost everybody has some sort of major dental work and it's almost impossible to get out of there for less than 10 grand. So it's interesting too, because without going on a, a massive tangent, dental practices and offices seem to have really gotten down um, the financing aspect of things. And really, um, they tend to run the businesses pretty tight and costs have gone up pretty substantially. So, so yeah, those those dental expenses can be a big deal. We tend to make sure that we have a fair amount of, you know, money budgeted each year for healthcare related expenses for clients and, you know, making sure that we're allocating the right amount for 
you know, insurance premiums and, and that sort of thing. But right. yeah, those numbers really do add up over time. Yeah, this they can get pretty staggering. I think it's um, what is the average person like? What two hundred fifty thousand dollars, something like that, uh, in retirement and and medical expenses. So, uh, certainly can can take off there for sure. John, what about unexpected travel? Um, obviously, that's one that we think about travel uh, as part of our retirement strategy. But where would we find unexpected travel in in that situation where it kind of creeps upon us and costs us more than we realize? Yeah. So, you know, one thing we'll always say is, you know, things are always going to come up, you know, you can plan as, as best you can, but something's always going to come up, you know, whenever, whenever life happens. So, you know, we've seen a lot of times where it could be funerals, long distance where, you know, people are having to go places. Um, They weren't expecting to go obviously. And, um, you know, just hotel stays, travel, whether they're for a week or two, you know, seeing some of that or caring for family members that don't live in the live in the state so it's they're traveling you know other sides of the country we've seen that quite a bit so that's probably um, a pretty big one right especially for as your retirees you might have to go you know take care of a sibling or something who's having a long-term care event extended stay i think my sister had to do that a while back as well so that's a great point yeah and then there's always the uh which i think we've all experienced the uh, the destination wedding invite <laughs> where it's like <laughs> true oh man do i really want to go to this place and it's just like okay all right let's let's right. start adding up the costs and if it's a family member you know you typically feel obligated to go yeah, so um, that's good you know, th- those are some of the, the top three you know, we've seen in, in our practice <laughs> do i really want to go to cabo yes do i really want to go for <laughs> for my niece's wedding no <laughs> <laughs> or, or, sounds about right yeah or something like that right so yeah so definitely some places where expenses can come up uh the medical obviously you know certainly can get really costly but then again so can parental uh or, or child assistance right i mean nick we're more people now are than ever are in the sandwich generation where they're taking care of maybe an adult child to some degree right helping out and they're also taking care of their own parent that's one thing oh yeah about. Yeah. So the child assistance thing, we saw it quite a bit like back, you know, in the years immediately following the Great Recession um, was kind of the first time I had seen that quite a bit where, you know, kids were kind of getting out of school, graduating from college and having a hard time finding a job. So back yeah. to the parents and, you know, some help and that sort of thing. And then we got that and, again in the COVID too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say from the from the standpoint of when COVID hit that was, you know, uh, something that impacted uh, quite a bit. You know, the job market's still pretty good for, uh, for a lot of fields, but uh, have definitely seen that. And I would say a lot of our clients are also entering into that period of time where there's more assistance needed for parents. You know, my grandmother has been living with my parents for, I want to say over 10 years now, and but she just turned 90 and now it's becoming, you know, even tougher. Um, and you know, we hear about that quite a bit from clients and then if their parents are out of town, you know, that's some that have brought them into town or they travel fairly regularly to go see them. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot, a lot on the plate. And that's an expense that can really derail your retirement. I imagine thinking, you know, using your parents there as an example, uh, you know, if they weren't prepared for 10 years of taking care of, of grandma, right? I mean, that's that's an added expense that you just weren't planning for. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's the there's the financial aspect. And then even, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, we, we are focusing for this on the 
on the financial side of things, but you know, even from a, a lifestyle oh, and yeah. mental health standpoint, or even just your ability to be able to do the things that you planned and wanted to do, yeah, whether it's travel, you know, that sort of stuff, um, it can be difficult for sure. Yeah, it definitely affects the family dynamic along with personal relationship and everything because it's a full-time gig. You know, it can be for oh, yeah. sure. So a lot of times, yeah, we are focusing on the expenses here, but that's a good point to bring up as well. So uh, planning and strategizing for those things uh, that can maybe, you know, be overlooked or forgotten is certainly important. Taxes, uh, John, is the next one. Now, we got a plan for taxes. Hopefully, we're doing that. But are we thinking about the possibility of a tax hike? Because it sure does seem imminent. It does, doesn't it? Um, you know, you figure with all the all the spending happening at a certain point, taxes will have to uh, go up. But uh, that is definitely one that I know we cover quite a bit in our planning is making sure clients are are flexible and to adapt. You know, in an environment where if tax rates do go up, you know, we we really try to make sure uh, people have the ability to adapt to the situation. But I will say this is often overlooked, where it's you know you'll have less income. Um, so you're falling a you know lower tax bracket is is kind of the what you normally hear. Right. But um, you know, it's definitely something that you want to be able to adapt. So, you know, perfect example of this having some, you know, tax-free money into retirement where tax brackets go up. You can basically say, hey, you know, this next three, four, five years, I have at least some Roth IRA money I can pull from, you know, where it's not going to really impact my lifestyle too much. But um, you know, taxes go up seven percent. That's a big uh big dip in your your yeah, right. you know your nest egg or your or your living your lifestyle yeah especially if your income stays the same right so yeah. if your income stays the same and your tax rates jumps from you said what seven so let's say we go from 25 to you know 32 that's not so great right you're not gonna feel so good about that so yeah and something else i'll say we see quite a bit with this is where there's big expenses in a given year so we talk about uh you know i know i, th- I think we're probably gonna touch on it later but you know if there's like a home remodel expense or, or whatever it might be, or, you know, we had a, you know, the recent years with COVID, like, Hey, I want to buy an RV or whatever it might be. It's mm-hmm. big purchases can also affect this where you might be pulling out 50, 60 grand, you know, extra in a given year. And if all your money's pre-tax, that's going to be a pretty big hit to you in that year. Yeah. And that's a good point. So Nick, I know you got a list of a few things to think about in that department from like maintenance or repair. Now, again, we could strategize for the RV. We could strategize for, and I think this is maybe the point people miss. You tell me if I'm wrong here, Nick, but like, if you know you're getting close to retirement and somewhere in retirement, you're going to probably have to replace your roof, start planning for that so that it's not an unexpected expense, right? Versus just going, oh, well, now we found out the roof is damaged and we need to repair it. That's a little different. You know, so I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, from a planning perspective, what the way that we typical typically handle that is, you know, we have home maintenance and repair expenses on an annual basis, and then we'll oftentimes kind of every X amount of years add in an extra bump, so that we can kind of show people how we model that out and, um, you know, try to factor that in and build that in. But yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've seen too is, I guess. And, you know, this is definitely not for everybody, but there's a fair amount of people that like to purchase vehicles, you know, cash and just not having the car payment. And, you know, that's something that has been a transition for a bunch of clients where, you know, just kind of emphasize with them, you know, they they may keep a vehicle for 10 years. um, And so when they do kind of make that new purchase if we're taking money out of, you know, qualified retirement accounts to do that, right. you've got to take out, you know, X amount more. And then that hits you from a tax perspective where, 
really kind of stretching out the payment, taking advantage of, you know, lower rates um, that dealers often offer, you know, just even little things like that, where you may tweak how you've spent the funds on certain expenses in the past to just kind of take into consideration what your, you know, new reality is in retirement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you strategize again, you won't be caught off guard by some of these uh, expenses that you didn't plan for. But John, the last one, I mean, we, we got caught off guard for sure on the last one. We many people don't plan for inflation normally, uh, even when it's at a normal, you know, two percent or three percent, let alone what we've just been going through. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the last couple of years have been interesting for inflation. You know, in a normal environment, it's it's obviously not this type of hike uh, in a given year. I mean, you know, coming out of a pandemic, and then obviously with the Fed raising rates the way they have been doing uh, to try to combat some of that. So, um, you know, normally it's pretty slow. And then all of a sudden it's like you go to the grocery store and it's like, well, what just happened? Um, you know, I'm paying almost, you know, 20% higher for for milk or whatever it might be. You know, COVID definitely made things interesting with um, the uh, supply chain, everything like that, which added to it, which we're starting to see come down a little bit. But um, this is a big one that... Um, you know, you definitely want to put into your financial plan and you want to stress test the plan saying, hey, what if inflation does hit two, three percent? It's something that uh, we typically do as well. And if you're working with somebody, you should do is different categories have different inflation rates. So one thing with medical is, you know, historically that has been higher than the normal inflation, which you said was around two percent. You know, we normally inflate that by about four percent. Right. And if you're planning to pay for, you know, uh, at this point, you know, most people when they retire aren't paying for kids' education, but might be paying for grandkids because that's what they want to do. So you got to pay that as a different inflation rate. So it's it's cool to be able to adjust each category, you know, with a different inflation rate when you're doing planning. So if that's something you are working with an advisor, you want to ask that question: is is the inflation rate you're giving me kind of general over everything, or are we actually putting different inflation rates on different categories. That's a great point. Yeah, and just to um, kind of jump in here on this one too, obviously inflation has been in the news so much lately. One of the conversations that we've been having with people is that really from the standpoint of news, you know, the inflation that they report on with CPI is, is really such a specific bundle of goods. Right. Anybody that's been paying attention to expenses over the last five, six, seven years, you know, they've been going up. And so just kind of like reminding people that, you know, this is happening every year. It's just, we just get really mad about it every 15, 16, 17 years, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, over and over again, rinse, repeat. And so, you know, really making sure that, that they understand that. And also, you know, just to kind of another take on the inflation side of things is when they're looking out over, you know, the nest egg and the plan and they, you know, they kind of look to see, all right, well, I'm going to have X amount of dollars in, you know, 20 years, or, or I'm targeting to try to have X amount of dollars in 20 years or, you know, at life expectancy and, and making sure that they understand, hey, is that in present value? Is that in future value? Because, you know, 20, 25 years down the road, that number can start, start to seem a little, you know, if things are going well, like unwieldy or, you know, super optimistic when in reality, it could be just when you use the right and when you look at it the right way it's it's similar to where you're at today and, and you know stuff like that so just not having kind of that false 
um, sense of security if it's not warranted is is always important. But yeah, yeah, inflation is an important topic. Yeah, I mean, you got to plan for these expenses. Some things we can't plan for, but many we can, or at least we can try to somewhat strategize for things we think are going to happen because inflation is always going to be there. Tax rates are always going to be there. We don't always know what they're going to be, but then some of those other items we we can certainly try to strategize for. And by not having the conversation, you're certainly not doing yourself any favor. Uh, let's finish off with an email question, guys, whoever wants to take this one and we'll wrap it up. Thomas wrote in and he says, look, we're retiring in two years and plan to sell the house and move to the beach and values are still pretty high in my neighborhood to sell the house. So I'm wondering if I should sell it now, even though we're not ready to move and just rent a couple years. His overall question is, is it a bad idea to rent at this stage of life? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. This seems to be coming up quite a bit with what we're kind of seeing happening in the housing market right now. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad idea to rent at this stage of life. I'd more look at it from what's going on in the the housing market, the economy. So that type of strategy right now could be a pretty big risk depending on what happens. Um, example, if you were to sell your house and anticipate, you know, buying in a couple of years, if high, if house prices, you know, again, who knows what's going to happen, dramatically go up over that next two year period, you could be putting yourself in a really bad position financially, depending on what happens. Um, I did have, uh, you know, talk to someone who actually did something like this uh, during uh, COVID where they said, hey, you know, house prices went up. It was right when the boom kind of started, where they looked at it and said, uh, house prices are going up. You know, they're really high. I think they're going to go down like they did in 08. And, uh, you know, this gentleman sold. <laughs> and then mm. two years later, I mean, they kept going up. Right. So, you know, now basically he's caught in a tough spot where he was renting for a couple of years. And for him to get back into the same house he just sold, I mean, he's paying almost $200,000 more. That's a big yeah. swing. So yeah. I don't know if it's worth a risk. Let's put it that way to do that type of strategy because none of us yeah. have that crystal ball. Yeah, it's an interesting proposition. A friend of mine did exactly this, Thomas. So he sold his house at the at the peak actually about eight months ago, I guess. Maybe that was the peak in this area or that area. Uh, but uh, yeah, he decided he was going to get an RV and just drive around camping for a while. Uh, and he's waiting for the housing price to come down before he goes and gets another place. So he he banked on that strategy. Uh, he feels like he made the right decision. He's enjoying the RV time. But every scenario is going to be a bit different with this, to John's point. So I think it's always worthwhile to kind of crunch some numbers, run some numbers, get a strategy put together, uh, and just stress test some things. Uh, not only just that question from the email this week, but just the general topic that we talked about this week. Uh, have a conversation with a financial professional like the guys at PFG Private Wealth. Get onto their calendar have a chit chat with them stop by the website check it out at pfgprivatewealth.com that's pfgprivatewealth.com to talk with john and nick and the whole team at pfg private wealth and uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on apple google spotify whatever platform you like to use uh, we appreciate your time as always thanks for hanging out with us for john and nick i'm your co-host mark we'll catch you next time here on retirement planning redefined